If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, as we forgive our trespasses. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 71 is on page 425. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. But rid me, and deliver me in thy righteousness. Incline thine ear unto me, and save me. Be thou my stronghold, whereunto I may always resort. Thou hast promised to me, promised to help me, for thou art my house of defense and my castle. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the ungodly, out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou, O Lord God, art the thing that I long for. Thou art my hope even from my youth. Through thee, though, through thee have I been holden up ever since I was born. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be always of thee. I am become as it were a monster unto many, but my sure trust is in thee. O let my mouth be filled with thy praise, that I may sing of thy glory and honor all the day long. Cast me not away in the time of age, forsake me not when my strength faileth me. For mine enemies speak against me, and they that lay wait for my soul take their counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute him, and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Go not far from me, O God. My God, haste thee to help me. Let them be confounded and perish that are against my soul. Let them be covered with shame and dishonor that seek to do me evil. As for me, I will patiently abide always, and will praise thee more and more. 
My mouth shall daily speak of thy righteousness and salvation, for I know no end thereof. I will go forth in the strength of the Lord God, and will make mention of thy righteousness only. Thou, O God, hast taught me from my youth up until now, therefore will I tell of thy wondrous works. Forsake me not, O God, in mine old age, when I am gray-headed, until I have shown thy strength unto this generation, and thy power to all them that are yet for to come. Thy righteousness, O God, is very high, and great things are they that thou hast done, O God, who is like unto thee. O what great troubles and adversities hast thou showed me, and yet didst thou turn and refresh me, yea, and broughtest me from the deep of the earth again. Thou hast brought me to great honor, and comforted me on every side. Therefore will I praise thee in thy faithfulness, O God, playing upon an instrument of music. Unto thee will I sing upon the harp, O thou Holy One of Israel. My lips will be glad when I sing unto thee, and so will my soul whom thou hast delivered. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded and brought into shame that seek to do me evil. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the seventh chapter of the book of Jeremiah. The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house, and proclaim there this word, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you of Judah who enter in at these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, amend your ways and your doings, and I will cause you to dwell in this place. Do not trust in these lying words, saying, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are these. For if you thoroughly amend your ways and your doings, if you thoroughly execute judgment between a man and his neighbor, if you do not oppress the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, and do not shed innocent blood in this place, or walk after other gods to your hurt, then I will cause you to dwell in this place, in the land that I gave to your fathers forever and ever. Behold, you trust in lying words that cannot profit. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name, and say, We are delivered to do these abominations. Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. But go now to my place which was in Shiloh, where I set my name at the first, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. And now, because you have done all these works, says the Lord, and I spoke to you, rising up early and speaking, but you did not hear, and I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore I will do to the house which is called by my name, in which you trust, and to this place which I gave you and your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh. And I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, the whole posterity of Ephraim. Therefore do not pray for this people, nor lift up a cry or prayer for them, nor make intercession to me, for I will not hear you. Do you not see what they do in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? 
The children gather wood, the fathers kindle the fire, and the women knead dough to make cakes for the queen of heaven, and they pour out drink offerings to other gods, that they may provoke me to anger. Do they provoke me to anger, says the Lord? Do they not provoke themselves to the shame of their own faces? Therefore thus says the Lord God, Behold, my anger and my fury will be poured out on this place, on man and on beast, on the trees of the field and on the fruit of the ground, and it will burn and not be quenched. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 17th verse of the 10th chapter of the Gospel of St. Mark. Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, Teacher, all these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. But he was sad at his word, and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, 
to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, Almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants, and stretch forth thy right hand of thy majesty, to be our defense against all our enemies, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Um, I don't know if you noticed, we started off, uh, the, the verse, versicle we started off with was, if we say we have no sin, then there's no truth in us. And the theme of the passages today is that we need to rely on the Lord for salvation and not our own understanding. Um, starting off with Psalm 71, I, it's a picture of the Psalms. There's a Psalm for, for everybody, I believe, and it, it's about different times of life. And this Psalm seems to be expressing some of the concerns of old age. And I wonder if that's why I'm kind of taken with it. And it's one of my favorites, but uh, it, I do like Psalm 71. And it's at a time of life when the psalmist thinks he should be uh, exempt from certain kinds of troubles, but he gets personally attacked again. So the battle goes on regardless of how old we are. And his enemies, it even says his enemies conclude that God has abandoned him in his old age. But the psalmist is confident that God will remain faithful. And I just wanted to share the verses that um, 
kind of like themes for my life at this point, but do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength fails. For my enemies speak against me, and those who lie in wait for my life, life take counsel together. But I really like the idea that we're not going to be cast off and that we still uh, have something to say regardless of what our age is. And I'm reminded of Caleb in the Old Testament who at age 80 was still contending with the young men according to the to what we read. So then we move into Jeremiah and here's where we start seeing the part where we have no, we say we have no sin. And the people, this is the first temple sermon that Jeremiah gave of the two. The next one's found in chapter 26. The people are relying on the fact that they can hold on to God's temple and God will not uh, destroy them because the temple's right here. So we have the temple and I think they said it three times that here's the temple, this is God's temple. And God is so aroused against the sins that he named, especially at his te temple has become a den of thieves. And that's uh, not the first time that'll happen. When um, Jesus visits, he'll, he'll call it the same thing. But the point of the message, I think the whole point of all of this verse is if the people would repent, if Israel would repent, even at this late hour with the um, judgment already in process of coming, God would still keep that conqueror from coming. But the problem is the people have to re uh, reject the lies and the false hopes that uh, peace is certain because of the temple or because of they're Jewish, because they have the law. All the things that um, their culture is telling them, don't worry. And these, these false prophets are telling them, don't worry. And here's Jeremiah, the seems almost like the lone prophet of God, telling them that, um, you know, they have to turn from their sins and end their hypocrisy. And their thought is, well, God's not going to bring calamity on their own on their own um, on his own temple. There's a verse uh, in verse 18. The Queen of Heaven is mentioned, and I just thought I would want to make a comment about that. The Queen of Heaven here is um, it's it's a worship of of uh, idol or a, a false god Ishtar, um, the Babylonian goddess who's also called Ashtoreth, Astarte, and she's the wife of Baal or Molech. And because these deities symbolize generative power, their worship also often involved prostitution, which you can see why God was jealous, not just because they worshiped the wrong God, but their, their behavior was uh, atrocious. So the, the people are um, deceived by this false, this false teaching and this false idea of what, what, um, what salvation is about. And then we come into Mark. And this young religious ruler who's, who's obviously rich or has money, he comes to Jesus and um, asks, what should I do? And um, so Jesus tells him, you know, first off, the, the first thing that was really struck me, for, and I never really read it this way before, but there it is right in black and white. It says, and Jesus loved him. So Jesus had compassion, loved him, um, and wanted to... Um, you know, maybe bring him into the fold or bring him into this uh, the kingdom. But he was like steeped in all the legalism. He had grown up in the legalism and he naturally thought in terms that some religious deed would just make it one more check mark and, and I'll get, uh, I've done, I kept all the laws. All I need is one more thing and I'll have eternal life. So he didn't understand true salvation. It didn't mean he was insincere. He just didn't understand Jesus' message and he didn't, and he didn't buy into that message. So there's more than just eternal existence about a quality of life. And, and he, our eternal life is only found in Jesus. So Jesus asked him to sell whatever he has. And we're not talking about philanthropy here. We're talking about making Jesus number one. 
And that exposed the young man's heart because he wasn't as blameless. He came up and said, I'm blameless. I've kept all the laws. But he wasn't as blameless as, as he maintained because in, on his inner self, he loved possessions more than his neighbors. So, and more importantly, he, he refused to direct, you know, command from Jesus saying, sell all you have and, and come serve God with me. And he didn't do that. So the, the real issue was, is, is determined, and, and our issue for us is, do we determine to submit to the Lordship of Christ, or do we try to hang on to the things of the world? So since he wouldn't acknowledge his sin or repent, neither he wasn't going to submit either. So it keeps him from the treasure of heaven and the treasures of earth that rot, and, and uh, as, as the Bible says, don't, don't store up yourself treasures here where moth and rust consume. So then the disciples say, who can be saved? And um, that Jesus counters the, the prevailing rabbinical teaching was that the wealthy had a clear advantage. And Jesus was um, maybe making it clear that richness can't save you, only, only faith can save you. One more comment, and I'll end with that. And just want to make a comment on the eye of a needle and a camel. And you hear so many things that, you know, it's, it was a, a gateway at Jerusalem, and the camels had to crawl on their knees. Um, most of the commentators, and I agree with them, there was a saying, there was a proverb that says it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than it is to for a rich man to enter heaven. And so it was kind of just a, a proverb more than an actual, um, uh, you know, a thing where a gate was there or that, you know, that you, you, a camel actually was going to go through an eye of, eye of a needle through some kind of miraculous thing. So I think it's really, it's not that um, difficult uh, we give up the things of this world. We accept the eternal things of Jesus. And during Lent, which I've said over and over again, is it's our chance to, to put off some of these things and see how. I think when we put them off, even when we slip and and you know and have a mistake during Lent, I think it just shows us how tied we are to these things and how much we need Jesus. So rather than take it as a defeat and give up, we should take it as a revelation that God uh, needs to work more in us, and then we continue. Let's continue, speaking of continuing with the intercession on page 590. And we'll take just a few moments to make our uh, private intercessions. Let us pray. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Barb and Aaliyah, for helping me. And thank you all for joining me. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Good to see you, Jeff.